Zombie eat brains, but zombie cannot swallow this injustice. Hello, hey everybody, and welcome to Rebel Time Radio. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we got a night full of punk rock and ska and oi. And we, it's been like, how long has it been? Like a month? It's been like a month. Yeah, so you and I haven't been together in a while. I think I did one show. Mm-hmm. You've been working too yep. much, too much. I've been working too much. Um, so yeah. We're back. We're back, and we're going to continue our series of top 10 music that is most influential albums that are most influential to us and we're doing what number five and six i think i think think so yeah oh man this was only supposed to take like five weeks but it's taking like five months it's been like at least six weeks yeah (laughs) all right and we're only halfway through yeah um hey you want to start the show you got some music itching to play some tunes uh i got nothing lined up but i can do something on the fly all right, I got something lined up. I'll just go. Okay. I'll just go. I'll just go. All, All right. right. Here's a uh, Shook song. called La Fabrica de las Suicidas, which means, I think, the suicide factory. And, yeah, uplifting theme. Cheer song. On Rebel Time Radio on 102.7 Radio Waterloo.
see at the farm It's revolution, seem eternal With these are dark days and demon I'll concede these dash or hope Though I try to practice patience This complacence and abasement Of rationality persists to be our ever-tightening growth And it seems to me unequivocally These laws deny autonomy And I can't accept the tightness Turning from knowledge to faith Science now eroded by an intelligent design Archaeology denied to preserve the sanctity of archaic lies The twist of the religious knife The masses fall beneath the tide Of rhetoric designed to quieten minds with dividing lines And suddenly there's us and them A whitewashed past a rule of men Keeping us sedate, teaching how and who to hate The fraudulent directives lead us into our next war The mechanisms of control to wipe out excess mass So no I won't accept, I won't forget The blood you shed, I'll be on there Fuck all your religions, I'll become my own god You're on the outside 
Hey, welcome back to Rebel Time Radio. That was the class ass assins. The song is outside looking in. And hey, they're playing actually um, this Sunday in Hamilton at a matinee show. So if you're not working on Sunday, you can go check that out. Uh, when is the information now loading? What? Wait, wait, wait. Look at this. Look at, look at the, yeah. Shit. Thanks, Windows 10. Yeah, thanks. Oh, Win- oh, 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 okay, now it's over there. Whatever, I'll just read the very small. Wait, wait. This is, here we go. <laughs> this Sunday, July 15th at, uh, this ain't Hollywood in Hamilton. Uh, you will have the chance to see the Class Assassins from Toronto, Union Thugs, all the way from Montreal, Folk Punk Union Outfit, uh, Barbed Wire Braces from Hamilton, Final Four from, I think, like, Coburg or something, or Barry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Anvil Strike, who, uh, I don't know where they're from, Hamilton probably. Um, yeah, it's a matinee show, Punk Rock Matinee, by uh, us, I suppose, Rebel Time Records. 3 p.m., 7 p.m., 6 bucks, all ages, and it's licensed. So, you know, you can go if you're under 19, or if you're over 19, or 19 or older, you can have a beer or nine, or whatever, you know? Uh, yeah, go check out that show. It's going to be great. I'm, uh, I'm going to try to be there. It'll be fun times. Uh, for that, I played a brand new song from Spanner, Apotheosis. I actually had to look up what that word is. <laughs> and it means uh, like like a concept or a thing that's brought up to divination or like you know people worship it. So and that song is is about religion and how uh, screwed up religion is. So yeah, yeah. And started that set there with shook the fabric de la suicidas, which means factory suicides. Sorry, suicide factory. Um, and I don't know what the lyrics in that song are about, the mu- but the music video is like showing. Um, workers in factories putting together like electronic parts and stuff and I'm pretty sure it's like commentary on uh, corporations like Foxcom that manufacture goods for uh, what are they called Apple and Nintendo and Sony and shit and uh, the workers being worked so hard and paid so little that they are literally driven to jumping off the roof of the building and so they put up suicide nets around these buildings and it's all rather depressing and pretty horrible. Sounds like a cheery song. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, I guess, consumer capitalism and global imperialism for you, right? That's mm-hmm. what it leads to. Yeah. So, hey, you want to get into our top ten? Why not? Top ten, 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 ten. <laughs> so, okay. So, what have we done so far? You, you did... So far... Yeah, what have we got? Looks like I have done uh, No Means No with Small Parts Isolated and Destroyed. Uh, Subhumans UK, The Day the Country Died, DOA, Bloody But Unbowed, and Crass, Stations of the Crass for my uh, four to my ten top tens. Nice. I'm glad mm-hmm. uh, you took notes because uh, I forget mine pretty much. <laughs> I did the Epoxy's self-titled album, uh, Bad Religion's Process of Belief. Um... Yeah, what music do I like? Rebel Spells, Days of Rage, and I guess one more. I don't know. It was, it, I'm sure it was good. <laughs> I'm sure I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so what, what, do we, what do we got in store for today, Mike? What's your number five album? Uh, for number five for me uh, this week, it's, it's... I'm not sure if it really counts as an album, but it's all on one disc, so I'm going to count it as that. Uh, for me, this is the Minor Threat discography CD. Oh yeah, I'd count that as an album. I, oh, that yeah. was the first my first exposure to Minor Threat was the the yep. anthology. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, so beginning like just before I got into high school, I got really into Bad Religion. Like they were my like all time favorite band at the time. And so when I was in grade 10, I found out that Bad Religion were going to be playing at Elements in downtown Kitchener with Protest the Hero and Anti-Flag. And so like 15-year-old me was just like shitting my pants at the fact that I could be in the same building as Bad Religion. Holy fuck. And um, to those who aren't 
really familiar. Um, guitar player for Bad Religion since the early 90s. Uh, Brian Baker was also the original bass player and eventually moved to guitar for the incredible DC hardcore band Minor Threat. And he was like 13 or 14 or something at the time? Like yeah, super young. Yeah, right? I think they were like yeah. 14 or 15 when the band started. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but halfway through Anti-Flag set opening for Bad Religion, they brought Brian Baker on stage to play um, guitar for a cover of the song It Follows by Minor Threat. So at the time, I'd never heard of Minor Threat before. Didn't know that, like, hardcore was a thing. Um, but I heard them play th- this song, and immediately the next... And, it yeah, it just, like, blew my fucking mind. So immediately the next day, I went, like, straight to Orange Monkey, uh, the awesome record shop in Uptown Waterloo, and... Um, asked like do you have anything about this band Minor Threat and uh, the owner Vince was just like here you go <laughs> do and, I ever and I don't think I listened to anything but that 26 track CD for like a month after the show so anyway this next track is It Follows by Minor Threat here on Rebel Time Radio
Thomas. <laughs> Hello. Um, are you blown away? Is your face gone? Probably not, but <laughs> oh, if you were 15-year-old me, it would have been. I think any like 15-year-old getting into punk rock and like hearing that anthology for the first time, they kind of, you know, lose a lot of their skin follicles from Minor Threat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, what, did, what did you play there? Uh, I just played the song Minor Threat by Minor Threat. Before that was Bottled Violence. And uh, started that set off with It Follows, the first Minor Threat song I heard, even though it was covered by Anti-Flag. Was it good? Did they do a good job? I mean, it got you I, honestly, threat, right? I honestly can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's good enough. The, the, the impression, it, the impression it made on me was very, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I think I was. I was just saying to you that um, Rage Against the Machine's album Renegade. Uh, they cover "In My Eye" on that. I think that was my first exposition of Minor Threat. Uh, and I think kind of like in that you know that Napster Limewire days, I had a few, mm-hmm. few MP3s, and then I bought the album. And oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ian Mackay, kind of a weird guy, really. Yep. Sure, he sure has hats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, we're going to continue with our uh, top 10 albums here. Uh, also, speaking of Ian Mackay and Straight Edge and whatnot, um, to those who don't know, uh, Minor Threat is the band who are considered the originators of Straight Edge, although Ian Mackay has had a sort of a. Uh, Straight Edge! Sort of a rocky history with um, uh, his teenage abstinence from alcohol and drugs. Um, years back, I was reading. Um, so he wasn't straight edge, like while he was in minor threat. Well, well no, no. Um, th- uh, the idea behind like the whole straight edge thing was like straight edge was just like a song he wrote. Yeah. Um, and like, but it the, his whole inspiration for that was just like. He and the rest of his band were. Hold, hold on a second. Speaking of straight edge. Okay. <laughs> he and the people in his band, and a lot of people in the like DC hardcore scene, were just like a bunch of kids who just lived through the '70s and saw a bunch of like people their age getting just like completely like ruined on the excesses of like '70s rock and roll culture and just turning into like complete wasteoids by the time they were like 1920 and they were just like I don't want that to be me and like that was the inspiration behind the original straight edge movement which they never really intended to be a movement it was mostly once they started playing more shows in Boston and a lot of the more um, I'll say gang mentality hardcore bands in Boston sort of picked up on that. Like Boston Hardcore? The Boston Hardcore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Boston Hardcore, kind of like SSD control, negative effects. Boston Hardcore straight edge crew. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we cannot do Boston accents. Are you a cop? <laughs> Are you a cop? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was like once, once it moved to Boston, it got kind of ugly and moved into that like infamous territory that we're all aware of of like people at shows literally like smacking beers out of people's hands which like was something that the dc scene was never about anyway where are we going with that well i mean at least at least they give us a culture to kind of like point and laugh at at the you know the very minimal right Mm -hmm. because like i don't know how many straight edge guys have you known in your life or no longer straight edge and you always hear about these stories about guys who have like you know straight edge tattooed to their fucking foreheads who <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a there's one article i think it was on the in the hard times it was like two straight edge guys who've been fighting for years settle differences over a beer and that's <laughs> yeah, i mean okay anyway i mean i, I don't know P- personally i've got nothing against straight edge no i think i think I, 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 think, cool I, think I, I think it can be a very very positive thing for I think, I think a lot the, of people I, the original idea itself like seeing being a kid being like a teenager and seeing other teenagers getting like like wasting their life away uh and and the drugs and the alcohol causing problems mm-hmm. um like i understand that i get that oh yeah like it it's definitely a hugely like positive thing for a lot of people. It was a hugely positive thing for like me when I was younger. Yeah. Um, 
but just like any kind of fundamentalism, it can be taken very, very wrong by a very small group of people who ruin it for the vast majority of people. And it, it, like, what's amazing too is that this this one song is only in one song that my yep. thread did right can can do such have such an impact on so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and besides that song, though, Minor Threat is like, I mean, that song is a good song, but Minor Threat. They, 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 yeah, they, awesome. they had so much more to say. Yeah, yeah, and they yep. never really. Uh, didn't people kind of consider them like the first emo band too? No, you're thinking of uh, Embrace, which was uh, Ian McKay's band, uh, which recorded Ian an McKay album. Ian was a very emotional guy, though, so. which, which recorded an album in 1986 with members of the band The Faith, which was fronted by right. Alec McKay, which was Ian McKay's younger brother, yeah. who also played in the band The Untouchables, who recorded three tracks on the DC hardcore compilation Flex Your Head. Goddamn, your head is fucking huge right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's continue with our top ten albums. Uh, my uh, my fifth pick is going to be The Selector's album Too Much Pressure, um, which is a phenomenal album. I hope, I hope they, like... There is a remaster out there, but I don't think it's great. I hope they do like a proper remaster. Even like a re-recording would be so good. Because mm-hmm. this album is awesome, but the, uh, I don't know, the mixing, the mastering production value is really low on it. Yeah, it's a fantastic album, but it suffers from production yeah. issues. The reason why I really like it, it, it might not be my favorite Selector album. I think maybe Subculture is, actually. It's really good, uh, which is like a very recent album, like 2015 or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so too much pressure came out. I think in like 1981 or 82. Uh, n- 1980. Oh shit! Really? That yep. early? Eh? So it was like forefront of two tone ska, um, fronted by uh, Pauline Black, who is like, she's an awesome singer, awesome writer, uh, knows tons of crap about music and, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, from the the Coventry scene, right? Coventry ska scene. Yep. And. Um, yeah, what was awesome about the selector, unlike um, the specials and uh, what was the other other big it, one? Uh, English beat madness. English beat. Yeah, they, they were fronted by 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 a black person and a black woman, right? So that was the added layers, I think, um, to to the band because they could. I don't know. And Pauline Black's lyrics were like always biting, mm. pretty political. Too much pressure, a little bit less, but. I don't know. It's a fun album. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm gonna play some songs that are like, like normally hear like too much pressure or on my radio or something like that. But I'm gonna play a couple of the off songs. So this one's uh, my Collie not a dog, which is ah perfect sky music. Here it is on Rebel Time Radio. This is a government elf warning. Smoking can seriously damage your brain.
Hey, welcome back to Rebel Time Radio. That was The Selector with Out on the Streets and another Selector song with My Collie, Not a Dog. That song is about smoking marijuana. Uh, those songs are both from Too Much Pressure, 1980 album. Um, amazing shit. That, like, I was into ska, but that, that one, I think, really set the bar for me. Like, before that, I don't know, I, I, heard, I heard a bunch of ska bands, like Specials and... Uh, you know more modern stuff too like i was into sublime for a while i'm kind of ashamed Oof, to admit it, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that yeah hey 40 ounce of freedom was a jam of mine when i was like 19 Oof. okay jam but i understand it now. like that's in the past but this the, the selector though really solidified how good scott could be i think um 
And that album, like, I don't know. We saw them live. We saw them play at the Starlight, and that was a mm-hmm. great show. One of the best shows I've ever been to. And, just, and, and the two of us were the youngest people at the bar. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, the only people dancing. I'm already, like, five years No, everybody was fucking dancing, man. The, the, the floor was rocking, man. That was a great show. That was great. So much energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, at the time, the selector were lacking, like, horn section. Well, I mean, like, there weren't many bands at the time that had a horn section aside from, like, Madness and kind of Bad Manners, but they started a little later. Yeah. Specials had horns on a few sections, or yeah, well, on, on, had, on a few songs, but it was all... Yeah, it was just Rico. Yeah. But he... I don't know. Did he, he wasn't in the band full-time, though, right? No, no. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it, the, the new, like, the new Selector albums are really good, too. Like They are fantastic. And uh, I hope they come back to this, this town... Uh, or or anywhere nearby, I, w- I would definitely go see them. Mm-hmm. If you ever into this album, too much pressure, and you like like upbeat, fun music, go check out this album. It's great. Uh, the Selector also recently released a live album and uh, live DVD um, from a venue in London called the Roundhouse, uh, which I just picked up a few weeks ago. It is fucking fantastic they put out another new one like another oh, new wow. live album another new live album. yeah it's it's mostly tracks off of too much pressure as well as subculture and their newest album daylight and yeah it, it sounds absolutely incredible um sweet like, i gotta check that out yeah like, what's yeah, it called Do you know uh it's just called live at the roundhouse okay. uh it was recorded i think august 2017 yeah um yeah, it's incredible. Like listening to the album, you're just like, "Holy shit! How does this band have this much energy?" And then you watch the like live DVD that comes with the LP if you pick up the LP, and you're just like watching it and going like, "Holy fuck! Pauline Black is 65 years old. Man, how I'm- does she have that much energy? <laughs> how is she still that pissed off?" I'm like half I, her I, age, and I feel like dying every day. Yeah, right? so like- <laughs> I, I, I aspire to be that energetic hey, and Jack, that pissed Jack off Anderson? in like 10 oh. years. You see gaps? Yeah. See how sweaty that man gets? <laughs> yeah, no, um, fantastic album. Um, I think the only places you can find it right now are either off of the Selector website to get a physical copy or yeah. on iTunes. I don't like promoting iTunes because it's iTunes. Or, or you but, can, but you I can, mean, you, I'm sure you could find the music in another less legitimate. Oh, definitely. I mean, like when when I when I uh, picked up a copy of the album, it was like within days of it coming out. I, I think I, I imported um, Subculture from Orange Monkey, mm-hmm. and it was like 65 bucks or something, Oof. and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I hope they made their money from me, yep. the selector. Oh, I'm going to steal the rest of their shit from now on, <laughs> unless they come around here again, and I'll buy it. Anyway, gonna keep, I'm going to go on, uh, this is going to be my top six most, in, most influential album. Nice. Um, this album... I think I heard it for the first time when I was maybe 16. I hadn't really heard a whole lot of crust punk or a whole lot of like D-beat before, but I was really into hardcore. Yeah. And getting a a little frustrated with how kind of monotonous and monotonal and sort of short blasts of anger without a whole lot of substance that hardcore was getting. And then one of my friends put on this album on a drive to Guelph for a show we were playing. Uh, the album is Vengeance by a band called Tragedy from Portland, Oregon. And just like the Minor Threat album, just like a lot of the albums that I've been talking about on this series, the No Means No, Subhumans, DOA, Crass, Minor Threat, these first two opening tracks blew my fucking mind. Uh, This first track is Conflicting Ideas by Tragedy here on Rebel Time Radio.
Hey, welcome back to Rebel Time Radio. You were just listening to Tragedy with the tracks Conflicting Ideas and Call to Arms off of the album Vengeance from 2002. Um, Yeah, just keeping on working on our uh, top 10 most influential albums in no particular order. Keep on keeping on. And yeah, like I said, that album, first time I heard it on the drive to Guelph, it's just like that drum intro at the beginning of the first track like the anticipation that it builds to- I, total i i'd ne- never heard anything like that it's just like you're waiting for the yeah. rest of the song to kick in and it just doesn't and it just like keeps like pulling you in deeper <laughs> like just like drawing the tension out like a fucking piano string and then it just finally breaks and the song jumps in and fuck it's so good oh yeah and the whole album just keeps up that pace. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. I've never heard Tragedy before. Oh, so, they're fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for thanks for sharing that. No problem. Us. I think it's a it's mostly members of the uh, other uh, well known crust band. His hero is gone. Yeah, who are also fantastic. If a little more uh, power violence, crusty, like a, a, a lot shorter songs, a lot right. less melodic, a lot less of that like kind of like epic crust feel. But, but, but still really fucking solid. Like that first song, I had a real DB drum bass. Right? Oh, so yeah. Like, yeah, it was crust beyond, you know? Yeah. He crust. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, we got like 10 minutes, so I guess we got to plow through. Um, all right, so my number, what we at? Six now? Yep. Sixth album would be Propagandy's Less Talk, More Rock. Um which I think you and I are different on. So this is my favorite propaganda album of all time. I think it's the perfect formula to blend of like this pop skate punk that they got going on with their like more political edge with, with a little bit of like metal flair to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where you're more of a Empire guy, right? Yeah, Today's yeah. Empire, Tomorrow's Ashes is definitely my favorite propaganda album. Yeah. Even though it took me like a full year to like listen to it and. That I album actually is, enjoy it. That album is really tough, I think. It took me a long yeah. time to get into that album. And, uh, and, and that was like the first propaganda album that I really, really listened to. I think that kind of reflects our age difference, though, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a few years older than you, right? So, mm-hmm. like, like this one came out closer to my uh, blooming, so, bl- blossoming as a young punk, right? This album was, what, 1996? Yeah. But and uh, Today's Empires was 1999. That was, like, 2000. No, 99. No? Pretty sure it's 99. Yeah? 99 or 2000. Yeah, I think it's 2000. Um, but I mean, how, like, back to the Motor League, though, how could you not love that song? Oh, right? yeah. So, like, every, everywhere. Purina Hall of Fame. That, that solo at the oh, end. At Holy the end, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Why did they do the fade out, though? They should have just. They should have ended it. <laughs> Which makes it really awkward when they play it live and they're just like, uh, so we're stopping it now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Let's Talk More Rock. I will. We've honestly gushed about propaganda enough. I think we did basically like an entire show on this. I think so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, let's talk. My favorite album. Here's uh, Resisting Tyrannical Government on Rebel Time Radio. Oh 
mechanic virus and erase the memory of machines that maintain this capitalist dynasty. And yes, I recognize the irony. The system I oppose affords me the luxury of biting the hand that feeds. That's exactly why privileged fucks like me. Should feel obliged to whine and kick and scream Yeah, till everyone has everything they need now, The real prospects for authentic democracy depend on something else. They depend on how the people and the rich and the privileged societies learn some other lessons. For example, the lessons that are being taught right now by Mayans in Chiapas, Mexico, they're among the most impoverished and oppressed sectors in the continent, but unlike us, they retain a vibrant tradition of liberty and democracy, a tradition that we've allowed to slip out of our hands or simply be stolen from us. Uh, and unless people in the rich here and other rich and privileged societies, unless they can recapture and revitalize that tradition, uh, the prospects for democracy are indeed few. Hey, welcome back here to Rebel Time Radio on 1. Oh, 2.7. I had to look at the sign behind me because I second-guessed myself. 102.7 CKMS Radio Waterloo. That was Propagandy's uh, the State Lottery, which is about election time. And before that was Propagandy's Resisting Tyrannical Government, which kind of really, I don't know, it's about resisting tyrannical government, I suppose. Um, and, that, and that's my number six pick. Both of those songs come from uh, Let's Talk More Rock, my number six pick for top ten albums that are most influential on us. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. That uh, the Let's Talk More Rock has got all those like I was saying, saying to Mike's got really a prog rock formation because none of the songs really have like a you know verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus kind of structure right they're all just kind of like they go and they do their own thing and then they end um plus it's got a few john k sampson songs um for you know my uh, my more in- introspective moments when i got into like weaker than and stuff um yeah i don't know that album's great uh you're you're a today's empires guys i'm a, I'm a less talk guy and I'm, and since since that that all i've seen propaganda like I don't know six or seven times maybe more they're, they're fun to watch live chris chris is always funny the funniest is probably when he's dressed up as uh, ronald mcdonald uh, <laughs> he also sometimes i don't know if he doesn't does it anymore but he had this like jesus christ tar with like, jesus all over it so that was pretty funny too so. Yeah. All right, let's do one more song to uh, oh, end sure. off. Yeah, we gotta go the night, and then uh, it's gonna be Mr. K and my audio faces turn. Uh, this track is appropriately media person by Rudimentary Peni here on Rebel Time Radio. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. 